I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 234. All right, the first one. Hey, y'all. I just found your podcast. I've been listening to True Crime Pods for a few years, and I really enjoy your takes on cases and stories. I'd like to share my creepy story with you and see what you think, because I sure as hell don't know what to do with it. A little backstory. As a little girl, I had an imaginary friend named Marguerite, and my weird ass spoke to her in an Irish accent. My parents found it amusing, but also what the fuck. They had no idea where I would have retained a foreign dialect. I was five. My behavior around Marguerite was a bit concerning to my parents because it was so uncharacteristic. Instead of being this bubbly, outgoing, ballerina, lizard catcher, I was withdrawn and even told my parents troubling stories about Marguerite's life, specifically her father. Fast forward a few years, Margot goes away, like most imaginary friends do, and I'm a relatively normal kid. My dad was a manager of a restaurant, and it was short-staffed one night. He was giving the front house staff a hand with the tables, clearing plates, and closing out checks for guests. One of the guests was a woman with a heavy Irish accent named Marguerite. My dad only noticed her name because she paid with a check. This was like 1993. He told the woman that his daughter had an imaginary friend with the same name. She laughed at the anecdote and asked my name. Alexandra Elizabeth. Her face went white, and she proceeded to tell my dad that that was the name of her imaginary friend growing up. He sat with her for roughly an hour, and they exchanged stories of her past and from my, quote, imagination. It all corroborated. Invisible Alexandra helped little Marguerite through a really abusive childhood. This is my story. My parents told me when I was around 14. I didn't sleep for like a week. In high school, I attempted to find her via the internet with no success. Thanks for reading. Love the podcast. Sincerely, Alex. Holy crap. That's some like astral projecting of like both of y'all at the same time to one another. Yeah. Different timelines, all the things, different universes. Yeah. Like crossing. I don't even know what you're crossing. (laughs) Wow. I would have shit myself if I were your dad and he was like, wait, this is a weird story. Let me tell you this. And then I would have shit myself if I was that lady, too, because that's just a weird thing. Like, right. Oh, my daughter had an imaginary friend named Marguerite. Oh, what's your daughter's name? And then like I had an imaginary friend. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And then, like you said, the stories were similar. Uh Uh-uh. Okay, the next one. Hey, beautiful ladies. I have to do the I love yous because you make me laugh my arse off when I'm down in the dumps with my fibro. I'm just listening on 13723, and it's my dad's birthday. And if you couldn't tell, they're from the UK. <laughs> I've wrote to you about him before. I was listening about the police officer only getting 12 years for manslaughter. If you think America sucks balls at punishment, well, the UK takes a piss. My younger sister was knocked down by a man and unfortunately lost her life at the age of 12. I was 15 or 16 at the time. She was such a bright light in all of our lives. She was such a goofy, funny idiot at times, but I wouldn't have changed her. I miss her more every day, especially because I know she would have been the crazy auntie to my kids. The man who knocked her over literally got no time. I'm sorry, even if it's an accident, someone needs to be held accountable in my eyes if someone loses their life. The worst part was I had to see his wife in work, which for me was awful knowing what she was going through too, knowing how many people were angry at her husband and her family. I'm just glad to know that she's being looked after up there. Love you loads, ladies. Love, Indy from the UK. Holy crap. 
first, so sorry that you had to go through such a loss. Also, where did his wife work? Like, did she work with you or did she like work at the market or something and you had to see her? Or because she was 15, 16, she might have worked at school or something. Oh my God, that'd be horrible. Ooh, that's a tough situation all around. All right, the next one. Good afternoon. My name is Stephanie, and you could call me anything except late for supper. I just found your podcast, and you girls are my kind of extra large pizza with extra cheese. After binge listening, like seriously shirking like all other responsibilities, and finally got the courage to write in. I grew up in a household that have strong paranormal connections on our female side. Every one of my sisters, mother, and etc. have some form of connection with the after. My earliest recollection of encountering a spirit, I was four years old. My grandmother's Dotson came into my room, jumped on my bed, and curled up and fell asleep with me. I knew even then he has passed, but I didn't truly understand what that meant. I thought it was funny he came to visit only me being a five-hour drive away. I told him he was a good boy for running that far to me. I have hundreds of stories from hearing, seeing, and being touched by a formerly physical person. But I will tell you about the one that scared me the most. It was 2012, and my little family have just moved to the little town of Slovenia, Georgia. I call it the taint of America. It's hot, sticky, and Lord knows why it's there. I was washing dishes in our three-bedroom pink house off one of the main roads in town. I looked up from my work and saw an older gentleman walking away from me towards our fence line. My instant thought was, who the hell is this man in my backyard next to my babies? After this thought flew through my head, I then noticed the beet red blood-soaked present on his white collar. Once I noticed this, my thought was, oh my God, this man is really hurt. I need to call 911. As I thought this, I scanned the rest of his body for more blood traces. It was at this point I noticed his legs became transparent at the mid-thigh and vanished after the knee. Once I realized he was a ghost, he crossed through the fence line and vanished. Let me give you the timetable here. This all happened in a span of this man taking less than seven steps. He never turned around. I can still see the stark, fresh crimson on the stark, pressed white collar. Like most things in life, I'll never get all the answers. Oh well. Next time, I'll tell you how my three-year-old daughter's best friend was a nine-year-old ghost girl who died in the early 1900s in our military duplex in Watertown, New York. Creep it real, Stephanie W. Well, one, what do you do for an occupation? Because anatomical left, blah, 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 blah. That's too smart for me. Of course, Carrie knew. She, like, pointed to it because she knew I wouldn't know. (laughs) Also, can you imagine looking at somebody and being like, shit, they're hurt. Well, first, oh, my God, my kids. Then, shit, they're hurt. Then, wait, they have no legs. Okay, the next one. Hi, ladies. I just started listening, and I love the podcast. You guys have such a fun and unique way of telling stories. Your friendship and banter... So charming. Anywho, I'm writing in to tell you about the time I was hunting with my dad and saw an animal made of mist. For this story, you can call me M. It's early morning, like six. It's just getting light. My dad had access to a rancher's land to hunt turkeys. We were sitting there in the tree line, just watching the hills. We were pretty much just waiting for the cattle to be moved into the next pasture so they didn't accidentally and prematurely become steak. The field is full of beef cattle. Those fuckers are mean and they will charge you. They don't scare easy. They're down to throw hooves. So we can see movement at the top of the ridge. We both thought it was turkeys. Then suddenly it feels really weird, just creepy. And all of the birds stopped singing. And we were both aware it was just dead quiet. 
From the top of the hill, this mist appears shaped almost like a fox or a wolf. But in this part of Northern California, there's no wolves. It was pale white, low to the ground, and very long. It had a black tip on its tail, but it was as white as snow. As it snaked its way down the hill, moving like water, the cattle gathered together and charged whatever it was, only to retreat, which they never do. As I said, cattle are in it to win it. The cows turn tail and cower in the corner of their pasture as the coyote made a mist moved without any effort, almost as if it was floating down the hill and off into the woods. We both just watched it, unsure of what it was. As it disappeared, the birds resumed and the cattle seemed unbothered. It was weird as shit. Anyways, creep it real and keep it up. Love ya, M. Man, hunters have some stories. Y'all see some shit up in the woods. Yes, which is why I don't go. I'm telling you, if I was in the woods and I was paying enough attention to notice that all the birds stopped making noises, I'm outie. Right? Yeah. Uh-uh. That would force me to have to look up for my candy crush to uh, notice. But, you know, <laughs> if I did. Mm-hmm. That almost gave me like a not deer type vibe. Why do you have to keep bringing that fucking not deer up? That freaked me the fuck out. Well, it's probably because you have deer that charge into your car. <laughs> yes, so much. And now that it's turning cooler, oh, they, they are, are out. out. So many deers. Like, I'm telling you. <laughs> Did you just say it with an S? Yeah, I, well, I panicked and I was like, is it, is plural deer deer or is it deers? <laughs> and I panicked and I said it, but I was hoping you wouldn't notice that I said it. But of course you did. <laughs> okay, the next one. Dear Donna and Carrie. I want to start this off by thanking y'all so much for the laughs. My mom and I have listened to you both for a hot minute, and I've got to say, you remind us of ourselves. My mom is Donna, and I'm Carrie. Anyway, let's get into one of my many stories. I always want to know, like, what makes you us? Like, why is your mom a Donna? Like, what about her personality, and then what makes you a Carrie? What about my, you know what I mean? Well, her mom is fabulous. And then had an offspring, more fabulous her. Touche. <laughs> Trigger warning, this story mentions rape. When I was about eight years old, my family moved into our house where we still live. After about six months of living there, my mom tells me absolutely panicked saying she saw a ghost. She said the ghost looked like the girl from the movie The Ring. I was still too young to understand what the hell was going on, so I paid it no mind and kept on living. Well, a couple of years later, I was asleep one night where I saw this ghost. This bitch visited me in my dream. In my dream, I was in a wave pool and I was at the bottom and I hit my head and that's where I saw her. She had long black hair that covered her face and had a long white gown. In my dream, she swam towards me. That's all I remember. I remember waking up almost pooping my pants from fear. Let me tell y'all, that was the first of many visits. After that, I would see this girl every night in my bedroom before I went to bed. But one time, I saw my mattress go down the way it would when someone sat on it. I looked up and saw her, just sitting there. When I tell you I ran to my parents' room, I'm not joking. So I lost my shit and moved my bed to the opposite side of the room. I thought I wouldn't see her anymore. I was wrong yet again. Instead of seeing her stand over me like she used to, I saw her in the corner of my room. Just there floating. But whenever I saw her, my LED lights that were always on at the purple color would change red. 
It was terrifying. But my LED lights weren't the strips. It was a light bulb that could change the color too. So one day I moved the light bulb to the living room and left the lamp. Anyway, it was late at night and my mom and I were laying down next to each other on the bed with the lights off just scrolling TikTok when all of a sudden the lamp knob started clicking. You know how a lamp clicks when you turn it on like that? She looked at me and said, Ayla, what the hell was that? I looked at her and said, well, guess who came to visit? Later that night, my mom had a dream where the little ghost girl was in the middle of the kitchen and all the lights around her were red. That's when I had enough. The next day, my mom, brother, and I were chatting in the car about this ghost girl. Now, just for reference, my mom is incredibly spiritual and knows how to navigate these things. So whatever she said, I was going to follow. Anyway, the three of us were in the car and she said, I'm going to play you this music. Close your eyes and think of her. Then tell me what you see. I thought she was crazy, but I did what she said. She played the music. I closed my eyes. I saw the girl. She was standing by a well, like a drinking well from the olden days, and was beside a meadow of flowers. Then I saw her walk into the meadow. After all of that, I saw a man take this girl and rape her. It was awful. I then opened my eyes, and I was afraid of what just happened. She asked me what I saw, and I told her what I had seen by a well and in the meadow. I chose not to tell her about the raping part, but then beside me, I heard my little brother say, I saw that too, but I saw her get raped by a man. My jaw dropped. I said, oh my god, I saw that too, but I didn't want to share it. So we went home and did some research on the ring's origin story. Turns out, It's a Japanese tale of this girl. I forget the story, honestly, but what I remember is the article said that this girl, the ghost, was always seen standing by a well. We were all shocked, and I didn't want to go home to be around this spirit, but eventually we kind of made peace with it, and to this day, we will still see her around my room. Sorry if this story was super long. I just felt like y'all had to hear it. Stay awesome and beautiful. I will always be your number one Cali girlfriend, Ayla. Okay, look, you can stand beside my bed, but don't sit on my bed. No, but you know that reminds me of this story. Why did you speak like Yoda? (laughs) Well, okay, like how they listened to the music and she and the brothers saw the same thing. Do you remember when we were in comparative religion and he took us through in college and he took us through like a guided meditation and we both saw a tire swing? I do not remember that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we both like had like this whole experience. Like we're in this like kind of guided meditation where we're sitting there, eyes closed. You go through this whole thing. It was like the whole class, like the whole class period. Yeah. And somehow you and I both saw a tire swing in ours. <laughs> we were like, what? Were we in the same place? <laughs> Imagine that. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, codependency. <laughs> where did you go to your happy place? We went together. <laughs> I will find you. (laughs) But I mean, surely it's not the same girl, right? Because the ring is not a real girl, right? Right, yeah. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe y'all just, because y'all knew the girl from that, like that's how it presents to you. I don't know. Right, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Okay, last one. Hey, ladies, I've got a spooky hotel story for you guys from a trip I took to Iceland a few years ago. My name is Heather, she, her, and I didn't used to believe in ghosts or paranormal stuff, but this changed my mind. A couple of years ago, I decided to go to Iceland on vacation. I had just turned 21 and was going by myself, but meeting up with a week-long tour group there and felt really safe. About halfway through our week, we stayed the night at a hotel that I immediately got bad vibes from. Everything in Iceland is pretty spread out and kind of remote, so I think this hotel was the only building in a good 20-mile radius. 
There was a thick fog when we got there, so we couldn't see far anyways. The outside vibes were very, the crows have eyes. The inside vibes were hard to describe, but the best I can do is depressing nursing home converted to a hotel. Since I was traveling alone, I had my room all to myself. It was very clean and everything, but I didn't like being in there and for the first and only time in the trip, regretted going alone. It got dark pretty quickly, but when I tried to turn the lights on, nothing happened. I tried the switch a couple more times and suddenly there was a huge popping sound and a sizzle and the lights slowly turned on, but it was still pretty dim. I get faulty wiring happens, but it was creepy. Throughout the night, things kept happening that I couldn't explain. The walls were pretty thin, so I could easily hear people pass in the hallway. A couple of times, the handle on my door rattled like someone was trying to get in. At first, I thought, oh, someone got their room number wrong, but didn't hear anyone out there. Didn't hear anyone walk away. I got pretty freaked out when that kept happening. After I went to bed and turned all the lights off, I heard the shower turn on. I flipped the lights back on. Again, took a while because they sucked. By the time I had the lights on, the shower was off, but the floor was wet, so I knew I wasn't imagining things. I checked it and made sure the knob was turned all the way off. I figured maybe the water pressure was faulty too. I turned the lights off and went back to bed, but a few minutes later, I heard the shower running again. This time, I grabbed my phone for a flashlight and went to look. This was fucking with my sleep and I was not having it. I heard the water turn off as I got out of bed. This happened a couple more times throughout the night. Every time it got my attention and I got up, the water would stop. At that point, I was scared and tired and just wanted to leave. I thought about sleeping on the couch in the lobby, but since I was a girl by myself, that seemed like a bad idea. I eventually hid under the covers and cried myself to sleep. When I woke up the next morning, I was so overheated, I felt sick. The thermostat had been turned to the highest setting, so it was like 100 degrees in there. I don't remember changing the thermostat, and obviously the staff wouldn't have set it that high. When I got back on our tour bus, other people were talking about the hotel being creepy. At least half of them were saying things that they didn't like in there and that things just felt wrong inside. At the time, I tried to explain away the whole experience for peace of mind, but some things just don't make sense. Now, I definitely think there was something that was messing with me, but as long as I never have to stay in that hotel again, I can deal with it. Thanks for reading. Love you guys. Heather. Fuck that. All the way around. One, it fucked with your sleep. And two, it made it hot in there? No. Ghosts are supposed to cool things down. So if you can't be a friendly ghost and cool shit down, leave me alone. Right? Mm -mm. I do not deal good with heat, especially in a hotel room because it's just Steel. steel. I know. Hotel rooms need ceiling fans. And I get it. They probably can't. Plumbing, blah, blah, blah. Get a fucking ceiling fan. You would save so much money on electricity. Yeah. That is my heel that I want to die on. (laughs) Don't say about die. You know what I mean. Like, it's my soapbox. It's my thing. Yeah. No, I agree. And you and Colby always have a fan with you. And it's so much cooler in your hotel room every time. For sure. Even if our stuff is set on the exact same, ours is cooler because it's circulating. Mm Mm-hmm. But really fucking cool that you went to Iceland. I know. I want to travel. But, like, I don't because I'm lazy. But, like, I do want to. I know. I know. The thought of having a life sounds good. But then I'm just going to sit here. It's like I want to travel so bad. But then I'm like, 
I got to pack all those things and then carry them and then... If they don't have a bidet. Oh, God. Well, I feel like in most other countries they would, but I did see a TikTok of somebody... Oh, they were in Istanbul getting their hair transplant because that's like apparently the place to go, you know? I saw it was a guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. And... He was showing his hotel room and he was like, this is the hotel they put you up in and they have a bidet. So that's nice. And I was like, man, he gets me. (laughs) And y'all get us. Thank y'all so much for sending in all these awesome stories. We love them. Keep them coming. Aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. And remember, creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.